1: It's August 30th, 2023, and this is the DSR Daily Brief. I'm Riley Fessler. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Ukraine conducted drone attacks targeting multiple Russian regions, resulting in what could be the largest drone attack on Russian territory since Russia's invasion last year. Targets included an airport in Peskov near the Latvia and Estonia borders, damaging military aircraft and causing a significant fire. Russia's defense ministry revealed that drones were shot down over several regions, namely Orlov, Bryansk, Ryazan, Kaluga, and the Moscow vicinity. Simultaneously, Russia launched a missile and drone strike on Kyiv that was described as the most powerful in months, resulting in casualties and destruction. Ukrainian air defenses countered the attack, destroying over 20 enemy targets. The Peskov airport, housing Russia's 334th Transport Aviation Regiment, was the primary target. Moscow's Vnukovo airport was briefly closed, and Russia condemned the drone attacks as a terrorist act. The escalating attacks signify an uptick in conflict between Ukraine and Russia on various fronts. Hurricane Adalia has intensified into a dangerous Category 4 storm with 130 mile hour winds and is set to make landfall on Florida's Gulf Coast. The storm has prompted evacuations in 28 counties as the National Guard makes preparations for rescues. It is expected to hit the Big Bend coast, with life-threatening storm surges of up to 16 feet and destructive winds. The hurricane is also predicted to impact southeastern Georgia and South Carolina, with tornado watches in effect across central and northern Florida and southeast Georgia. The storm's unprecedented strength has led to warnings of potential catastrophic devastation urging residents to evacuate. It is poised to be the first major hurricane at Category 3 or stronger to strike the Big Bend region. The effects of the storm are felt beyond Florida, with states like Georgia, South Carolina, and North Carolina also declaring states of emergency in anticipation of floods and strong winds. Canada is advising LGBTQ travelers visiting the United States to be cautious due to the potential risks posed by recently passed laws in certain states with anti-LGBTQ demonstrations in the U.S. having surged significantly in the past year. The Travel Advisory, which now includes a warning for LGBTQ individuals, encourages travelers to check the impact of these laws on their rights. While the advisory does not specify the states in question, it reflects a growing concern about legal measures limiting LGBTQ rights. The U.S. State Department asserts its commitment to LGBTQ rights and collaboration with global partners. The Deputy Prime Minister of Canada, Christia Freeland, emphasized the government's responsibility to prioritize the safety of all Canadians. Despite the update, the overall security risk for the U.S. remains categorized as green, indicating standard security precautions. The human rights campaign has declared a national state of emergency due to the increase in state-level legislation affecting queer individuals. In other news... India has lodged a strong protest against China regarding a newly released map that asserts China's ownership of Indian territory, specifically the state of Arunachal Pradesh and the disputed Aksai Chin Plateau. China's Ministry of Natural Resources unveiled the map, prompting India to reject these claims, emphasizing their lack of basis and their complicating effect on resolving border issues. India's foreign minister and spokesperson criticized China's historical habit of making such claims on foreign territories. This protest follows discussions between India's Prime Minister and China's President aimed at de escalation along the disputed border. The tension stems from the inadequately demarcated line of actual control, a 3,440 kilometer border in the Himalayas, and recent clashes exacerbating the ongoing territorial disputes between the nations. Mutinous soldiers in Gabon have orchestrated a coup to challenge the results of a presidential election, asserting that they have detained the President whose family has held power for over half a century. The uprising followed the controversial re-election of President Ali Bongo Ondimba amid concerns of electoral violence. Gunfire erupted in the capital, Libreville, upon the election announcement, and subsequently, uniformed soldiers declared their seizure of power on state television. Citizens celebrated in the streets, singing the national anthem alongside soldiers. The coup marked the latest in a series of challenges to governments with ties to France in the West and Central Africa region. Gabon, though relatively stable compared to some neighboring countries, has faced economic challenges with high unemployment rates among its youth population. The coup's success would signify the eighth military takeover in West and Central Africa since 2020, reflecting heightened regional instability. Russia has declined to initiate an international investigation according to global protocols into the fatal jet crash that resulted in the death of Yevgeny Prigozhin, the leader of the Wagner Group, who was aboard a Brazilian-made Embraer Legacy 600 that crashed in northern Moscow. While the Brazilian Center for Investigation and Prevention of Aeronautical Accidents expressed willingness to join a Russian-led inquiry adhering to international guidelines if invited, Russia has not committed to such a course at present. Marcelo Moreno, the head of the organization, stated that Russia's participation in such an investigation is discretionary. This decision contrasts with the typical transparency pursued by air crash investigators, aimed at enhancing safety standards. The crash, occurring two months after the failed Wagner mutiny, claimed all ten lives on board, including alleged Wagner founder Dmitry Utkin. Prigozhin's subsequent low profile burial and Putin's absence from the funeral have also garnered attention. In lighter news, for the third consecutive year, giant inflatable ducks have made their reappearance in Maine's Belfast Harbor. Originally surfacing in 2021 with the word joy inscribed on its chest, the first colossal yellow rubber ducky was followed by a larger one named Greater Joy the next year, which famously drifted to Islesboro when it became unmoored. In this latest installment, all three ducks, Joy, Greater Joy, and the newest edition, Greatest Joy, have made a comeback in the harbor. Despite the mystery surrounding their origin, local authorities are supportive and the Belfast Area Chamber of Commerce commemorated their return. Although their creators remain anonymous, their presence has garnered attention and curiosity, while the harbor's navigation remains unaffected and officials remain unfazed by the unconventional visitors. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at the com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you'd like more in-depth analysis of these issues, along with our sources for today's episode, be sure to follow the links in the show notes and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.